Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Welcome to this episode of Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. So I started a series yesterday on... The, uh, how to heal from spiritual trauma while holding on to your faith and I'm doing that all throughout this week and today I want to talk about what to what to do when your pa- when your pastor is a narcissist whether it's your pastor who pastors your church or the leader for your community church or your congregation or whatever you call your the place where you worship what how how can you identify if they are and what are some of the things that you can do if if you notice that they are um so for example i'm going to give some example of what this might look like um how some narcissistic traits might show up and what it might look like in your leader um but because we're taught to revere our leaders so sometimes we're not able to identify immediately and you know this is not this doesn't mean that we don't respect but when people are harmful then we have to also know how to draw the line to protect ourselves so they are self-absorbed uh and entitled um when people you know you understand when people are entitled when they feel like certain things should happen they should always be listened to they shouldn't be challenged nobody must have a question that they want to ask. Um, They expect that things must happen for them and according to what they say without any kind of discussion or question. Uh, They don't like to be challenged is the next one. Um, And when they're challenged, they can be very, they can get really very angry. They shame, lots of shame. They might do a lot of of shaming when when they're challenged or um, put downs um or um they go really into into uh really superior um behavior and attitude they're all they can also be degrading undermining uh under undermining behavior when not only when they're challenged but sometimes that's how they are that's how they will address certain some people and sometimes leaders like this, if they don't want anything from you or if they know that you don't have anything that can serve them, if you can't help to keep them in power, if you can't support them, if you're not, if you're not financially um, well off or if they know that they can't get anything from you, then they will not treat you with any level of respect. Um, and so it's, it's really important to look out for those leaders who don't see you as respectable maybe because you don't because of your education or where you live and how you live or um, whether or not you have money because sometimes leaders like this they will only gravitate to the people who can give them things uh, in in different ways um, they're full of self-importance full of self-importance so you must call them by a title not by their names um, whether it's doctor or pastor or elder or so you they need that because they need that to make themselves feel good but of course they won't say that so they will they might be very shaming or um under or put put you down when you don't so they put put on this air of authority to demand to be referred to 
as in a certain way. Also, they can be intimidating. And, and once again, they will choose people who they do this, this intimidating to. Um, and if you are, if you have been in, in the presence of leaders who are intimidating or see them intimidate anyone and you don't step in, it's really important that we, when we see this, that we step in and that we do something to, that we do something to protect the person that is vulnerable, that we do something to protect the person that is vulnerable from somebody we can't be in the presence of leadership seeing them intimidate and degrade someone and we don't say anything but sometimes we, we so revere our leaders that we leave them unchallenged and they can cause a lot of harm to people and one of the things that really that's why this is spiritual trauma not only because a leader does it but because a leader will do it and add some scriptures to what they're doing or frame it in a narrative that i'm doing this because of god and that makes it really harmful. And so we need to learn how to, to challenge um, people who we see do these things. They will gaslight you. A, a leader who is a who has narcissistic traits will gaslight you. Um, I've seen this happen many times, you know, um, having to to deal with it in different ways. So they they'll accuse you of making things up. So they will do something, they will say something to you, and they'll accuse you, they'll accuse you of making it up. They'll accuse you of not understanding. They'll accuse you of getting it wrong. They'll accuse you of not knowing the Bible enough. And that's why you took that understanding to what they were saying. They'll accuse you or they will tell you, they'll lie. They will tell you that you they didn't say what you know they said. But because you don't have a record of it in terms of verbatim, like record them, then you don't, you know, it's your word against theirs. And because they do such a fantastic job, at, at getting people on their side, people will not believe you because once again, in some places, we are respect of persons. And depending on who you are, um, bringing a charge against the leader, people will choose the leader over you because maybe your education or your status or which family you're connected to in the church. If you're connected to the known family, the founding family in the church, then people might listen to you more than if you have no connection. If you're new to the country, if and if if people know that you have a need at all, they will treat you with lack of respect, which is of course not right. But if you are somebody who is in this category, in any minority group, in any um in any way struggling, and you bring a charge against a leader because of something that you know they've done, they will people will tend not to listen. And I think this is what becomes doubly challenging in some places when we're not listened to. And I know that if you're on a church board, you're not the only one making a decision. It's you against 10 other people perhaps or more. And so your vote alone can't make any changes, but you can recommend and you can fight. You can fight still. You can fight the corner still of somebody. So leader will gaslight you. They'll accuse you of making things up. You will be shamed and punished. Um, they will isolate the victim. Leaders usually isolate victim by going around and campaigning and getting people on their side. So by the time you turn up to a meeting, believing that it's a neutral discussion where people are, are going to make a decision, the decision was made before the meeting because they're not honorable and people of integrity. So they'll go around and campaign to get people on their side. So by the time you come to the meeting, you're, 
you're blind, completely blindsided because they've done all this work already. They'll um, influence self-doubt. And this is part of the gaslighting. They'll influence self-doubt in you because if you know that you saw what you saw or you heard what you heard or you understood what you understood, they'll make you feel, they'll try to influence self-doubt by making you feel that it wasn't, it wasn't that. You didn't see what you see. Or if you see it and they know that they can't refute it, they will start the, the campaign of shame, the put downs, the snide remarks, the sarcasm, the cynicism. They'll do all of those things that will start to chip away at your self-esteem and your sense of self. That means, and, and the subtle message or not so subtle message that that is sending, because sometimes other people around don't know what they're doing, just you and them. And sometimes the message, the message in that is, you better not say anything because nobody will believe you. I have power. And because I have power, this is how I'm going to do it. When somebody in power can manipulate and control somebody else, that's abuse. When you are in leadership in a church and you manipulate and use your power against somebody who is has less power, less control, less connections you are being abusive and so you know if you're listening to this and you know that you've done that you know we can all repent we can all change we can turn and do something different they pretend that they're uh, and this is where a part of the gaslighting they pretend that they're acting in accordance with the will of god by shaming you by putting you down by accusing you by not listening to you by degrading you they will pretend that they're acting in the will of God when they do these things, which compounds, then that's why it's it's spiritual trauma. So if you are in a church with a leader that is doing these things, then you're not in the right place. That leader is abusive and harmful. And chances are the whole environment is toxic. If the leader is like that, then it will be trickled down because people like that will surround themselves with people who will uphold what they do, who will not challenge them in any way. And so they can carry on their work unchallenged. They will not, people like that will not support or surround themselves with people who will challenge them. They don't like it. They don't like to be challenged. They don't like to be questioned. They want their authority to go unquestioned. And so that's who they'll surround themselves with. Um, of course though, on the other hand, they are charming, charismatic people. They might be amazing expounders of the word. They might be great preachers. And so when you bring an allegation against an, an amazing preacher that have lots of yes men around them, then it's going to be a challenge. And you, you're going to, it's, I said, it's, a not, it's not a war that you can win in that way. Save yourself and your sanity. Just leave them to it. I'm not saying you don't bring your allegation write your letter, complain to whoever is above them. But you staying in the environment and do it will break you because they are they are so the, the rage that sometimes narcissists go in will it's like a fire. It will take things in its wake. And sometimes if you don't have a strong support system, that can be more crushing as well. It it adds to it. And the devastation spiritually is that this is somebody that you look up to, you've admired their preaching, maybe you've worked for them or with them, 
And because you choose to challenge a practice that you see that is, it might be either unethical or sinful outright, or, you know, just, just any practice that you see that is not in line with one, what they, what they speak with their mouth, it's not in alignment with what they're, what they preach. And it's not in alignment with what the word of God says or the principles of your congregation, then you come on the fire and you, you come on their radar and you become a target for their rage. And so protecting yourself is really important that you step away, you do your processes, but you step away to save yourself, save your sanity and go to places where leaders can be vulnerable, leaders can be challenged, leaders can take responsibility, leaders can own their stuff and not be afraid. Places where leaders listen. One of the things I always look out for is a leader who will listen, not one who always have all the answers. That when, when there's a leader who have all the answers, then I know that that's one I'm going to keep my eyes on when they have all the answers because nobody has all the answers. And so I'm always interested in Bible studies. Like when something comes up, there are certain leaders who will give an answer and they want that to be the definitive answer. And I'm like, you're not the only one that God speaks to. Can we just all listen and share and learn together? So sometimes some get really irate when their answer is not being taken as the answer. So there's that tells me there's a lack of humility. There is a lot of entitlement going on here. And there's no willingness to learn. There's not a teachable, humble spirit. And so I keep my eyes on those ones because I'm, I'm thinking, hmm, this here tells me a story I went I went to speak at a church in um last year I'm not going to say which month and um that the pastor was doing a bible study and you know at the beginning he said we're studying together I don't have all the answers I don't know everything I want you to tell me and we'll share together and immediately I relaxed because I'm like here is somebody who has a teachable spirit and, and I don't know him beyond that so I don't know what he's like beyond that but I really did like that because it makes me want to listen and not be on guard because sometimes they feel like they know everything and you must not challenge them. If you challenge, you will come under fire. Right. So, you know, when you, when you go to places, just keep your eyes open and, and, and be aware of how the leader interacts, whether or not they are approachable, whether or not they listen whether or not they're open to being challenged and when they are, do they become defensive or do they listen? Do they allow themselves to change? Are they humble enough to own the, the places where they are? And, and this is not just for pastors, this is for people in leadership. The people who are leading you, can they lead you? Um, are they demonstrating traits of character of Christ-likeness that means that they are leaders that we can look up to, that you can look up to, that you will choose to look up to. Now, if these things are not in place, but they're charismatic, charming, be aware. And, you know, if you're listening and you've witnessed a leader who is shaming, degrading, do put downs to anybody, you are in the same category with them. Challenge people and don't give, let them gaslight, let them harm um, individuals and go unchallenged. Now, there are different people on the spectrum. There are people that do it and they are not aware. Sometimes it's their training. 
it's their mentor and that's what they see and these ones these people will be honest enough to admit that they're wrong and you can see that they're working to change and then there are those who will just absolutely not 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 accept it don't plan to change and will carry on as they're doing and for those ones i say run and run fast because those will cause a lot of harm damage a lot of people and it's it's funny because sometimes when you complain or when you give insight to people higher up they don't really listen either because sometimes the people that you're reporting this to they're similar and they're friends and then they don't they don't listen and take it on board and make decisions to protect the flock and we we have to leave those ones to god right but you save yourself look after yourself find places and congregations where you are safe where there is a, a good balance of openness and honesty and responsibility taking and accountability where there's a good mix of that happening and whoever the leader is however charismatic they are however well they preach if the character doesn't line up then there's something there's a big gap there's a big piece missing thank you for joining me in this episode of story that shapers i hope you'll join me on the next story